Praise the Lord. Good evening, everybody. Say good evening to your neighbors. Say good evening. Ask them how was work today. Tell them, I hope you were at work today. Amen. Um, today, we will continue in our series, Banishing Fear. Um, we'll be rounding up the series next week with, okay, praise the Lord, <laughs> in part seven. We'll be rounding up with how to face the future, how to face the future. I'm, I'm so fired up for next week, but we're in this week, so let's focus on this week. On um, banishing the fear of being used of God. Banishing the fear of being used of God. And there are different types of fear, you know. And, and this, last week we looked at banishing the fear of unexpected crisis. The week before we looked at banishing the fear of, come on, check your notes. Banishing the fear of, of what? That was last week. Fear of rejection. Then the week before that, we looked at banishing the fear of financial fear. Is it failure? Did we do failure? Oh yes, we did. Oh, sorry, you were. You're right. That is missing from my notes. Final. How did that happen? Okay, so. After banishing the fear of sudden crisis, banishing the fear of failure, then banishing the fear of rejection, right? Then before that was banishing the fear, banishing financial fear. And in part one, we laid the, um, the foundation for the, for the teaching. Today, like I said, we will be looking at banishing the fear of being used of God. Banishing the fear of being used of God. Our text is from Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 55. Praise the name of the Lord. And it reads, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel, to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be 
very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit, everybody said the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has been pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Amen. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. Mary visits Elizabeth. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea in the town where Zechariah lived. And she entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped with joy. You are blessed because you believed what the Lord would do, that the Lord will do what he said. Mary responded, Oh, my soul, praise the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty harm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he has made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his children forever. The Lord bless the reading and the understanding of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. There's this song that we, we sing, we used to sing. Some of you may know it, some of you may not. Holy words, long preserved. 
You know the song? In this world, there is sound. Okay, let's, let's sing it. With God's own heart. It's okay, okay. Just take the mic. Changing me. And changing you. We have come with open hearts. Won't let the ancient words impart. Let's take it again from the beginning. Holy words, long preserve for our
Praise the Lord. God is looking for someone to use. God is looking for someone to use. God is looking for someone to use. The scripture that we read in verse 26 to 27, the word of God says that God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. The virgin's name was Mary. God was looking for someone to use. God is still looking for someone to use. And Mary's reaction or it was interesting and it's natural. It was filled with, with fear. In verse 29 to 30, it's in your, it's in your outline, the, the scripture says that Mary was confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. And, 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 and the word of God says that the angel said to Mary, don't be frightened, Mary, for God has decided to wonderfully bless you. You see, because God wants to use you and I, sometimes we are afraid. But God is saying to us today, don't be frightened. Don't be afraid of God's call. Don't be afraid of God's calling on your life. Why? Because his call is to do you good. His call is to wonderfully bless you. So when you avoid the call, you avoid the wonderful blessings of God. Praise the name of the Lord. When, you, when we are afraid of being used of God, we are invariably dodging our own wonderful blessings from God. And it's a natural response because every time God calls a man or a woman or someone, they are usually overwhelmed. Personally, how I know that maybe it's not really God that is calling someone, is they are usually excited. It's good to be excited to do God's work, don't get me wrong. But I'm saying that fear must be the fear of <laughs> how can this thing be? And that's the fear God wants to address today. How can this thing be? This is so huge. How is it possible? How is it possible? President of the Lord. The word translated um, confused and dis- disturbed is the root word um, um, that is called this tarasso. And that word means to be shaking to your bones. In other words, Mary was very frightened. She was shaking to her bones at the thought of what God could do with her. She was so scared. You see, I must say to you that personally, so, <laughs> when I, see, I've, I, I think about all that God wants to do, I, 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 I shake. I shake because I'm like, how can these things be? Not because, I, of course, I've seen God move, but if I tell you where God is taking us as a church, you may not come next to something <laughs> out of fear. <laughs> that how really, 
If I tell you, let me distill it down a little bit. If I tell you what God wants to do with you, many of us will respond like Mary. And that is not out of place, really. Because we think we don't know enough. We think, oh, I don't know enough. I, I, I need to go to Bible college. I need to do this. I need to do that. I don't know enough. We, we, we used to be think, I'm not as talented. I'm not talented enough. You know, I, I, I thought I could never, ever be a pastor because when I stand in front of people, I literally shake. As in, my knees begin to wobble when it's time to read English comprehension in, in class. When it's not time to read, I can fight everybody, you know, and all that. But when it's time to read, as I get up to read, I begin to shake. How can this be? We get shy, we get nervous. You see, the truth is that it's a natural response. It's a natural response. So the question is, why could God use Mary? Why could God still use Mary in spite of a lack of education? Mary was not educated in spite of the, the fact that she, she didn't have money. She was a peasant girl. In, in, in spite of the fact that she was not mature, she was a teenager. How could God use Mary? It's simple. Because Mary trusted God in spite of our fears. Mary trusted God in spite of our fears. Mary had every reason to be afraid. But she didn't let her fear control her. She had every reason to be afraid. And if we, if we look at the reasons why Mary should be afraid, I mean, these are the same reasons, interestingly, why we are afraid. Or, or, and if we give in to these fears, these same five fears can cripple us from becoming used of God. If we give in to these five fears, they can hinder us from becoming used of God. So why are we afraid of being used of God? Number one, fear of criticism. What will everybody think? You can write that in the blank space. What will they think? Here was Mary, teenager, bestowed, betrothed to Joseph. They've given a hand out in marriage. That was the culture back in the day. And she was going to get pregnant. You know the story, pregnant teenager. Even in this time and age, it's a big deal. Then it was a huge deal. What will people say? Oh, I'm now coming to church. Oh, I'm now saved. Oh, I'm now coming to church midweek. I'm doing the journey. I'm going through NCR. Every time I'm with my Bible, what will my friends say? Will they mock me? Will they say, uh, the father of Jesus or the mother of Jesus? So the fear of criticism can hinder us as it could have hindered Mary. The second one is the fear of missing out. 
Mary was a young girl. Come on. She wasn't ready to be a single mom because Joseph could have fashioned her. Imagine you are dating a girl and she comes to you that she's pregnant. Every time I think about this, it's always very funny. She says she's pregnant. Both of you have kept yourselves holy. And she comes and she says, you know what? I'm pregnant. And you are just broken hearted because you know the process to pregnancy. And you're like, how? And she says to you, it's the Holy Ghost. (laughs) It's good to laugh. But think about it. Think about it. Maybe we should ask, Oga, what would you say? What would you say, really? Will you believe her? Okay. It's never. What would you say? Uh, maybe we need a mic. Can somebody just run, please? And just, okay, thank you. <clears throat> thank you. Well, I will be so disappointed. You'll be so disappointed. What would you say? I think I'll be speechless. You'll be speechless. <laughs> Even after she says the Holy Ghost. You won't believe her. You won't believe her. <laughs> now, praise the name of God. Thank you. Now, um, thank you. That was just impromptu. Because I just, you see, sometimes we, we just don't immerse ourselves deeply enough in this, in this word of God. And the truth is that it was a difficult situation. She was a young girl. She would have been missing out. Missing out of the fun of being free. Being laden with a big stomach for nine months. Having to care for some guy that they claim that is God. All her friends are going to parties and they are having fun. That sense of missing out. And many times, many of us don't follow God's plan for our lives because we want to be like the Joneses. We want to, want to hang out, oh, oh, this family function is going on there. Oh, this fertility is going on there. Oh, they must see me. I must wear this. Uh, I shall be with these people. I must. No, why those things are harmless? They can be a major deterrent to the fulfillment of your destiny in God. The third fair is the fair of the supernatural. She wasn't afraid of the supernatural. Imagine an angel comes to you and says, the Holy Ghost is going to overshadow you. Will you not run for your life? Ladies, okay. Mike. Let's start from right there. Yeah. I think that's the lady. The ear is long. Yeah. Give her the mic. Okay. Um, hi. Um, are you married? No, I'm single. You're, you're single. Assuming um, pastor just says to you, the Holy Ghost is going to overshadow you and you'll be pregnant. What would you say? I'll just smile. You'll smile? Yes. And this guy is drunk. <laughs> what would actually go through your mind? Uh, I'll be shocked. You'll be shocked? Yes. Thank shocked. you. Shocked? Shocked, shocked. Shocked, okay. Thank you. Um, the next one beside her, I think that's also a lady. She has a long, she has long hair. That's how I know who the ladies are at the back. The ones with the long hair, at least. The ones with no hair or short hair are the guys. Okay. Oh, that's Moyo now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll cry. 
You will cry. And beg. And beg. <laughs> that no, Holy Ghost, please, please, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, the point is this. She wasn't afraid of the supernatural. For you to walk in the fullness of your call in God, you should not be afraid of the supernatural. You shouldn't be afraid of hearing from God. You shouldn't be afraid of the visitation of angels. You shouldn't be afraid of, of the power of God busting forth in your life. You should be open. She could have said, what will happen to me? Number four, the fear of inadequacy. How can I undo this? This is too much for me. You heard what Moyo said. I will beg. I will cry. This is too much. And as much as the fear of, it, the, the, the fear of, it, um, of inadequacy exists and is real, as much as it's legitimate, we shouldn't allow it to stop us from fulfilling our destiny in God. Moses felt, oh, I'm a stammerer. But God says, go. Regardless. The fifth one is the fear of change. How will this change my life? How will this change my life? And today, our case study is Mary. We're going to see how Mary responded in banishing the fear of being used of God. And in each of the four sections, we are going to see Mary's response and how it banishes the fear of being used of God. So how did Mary banish the fear of being used of God? How can I banish the fear of being used of God? Number one, I must develop an awareness of God's presence. I must develop an awareness of God's presence. I must realize that God is with me wherever I am. You must realize that God is with you wherever you are. Again, if you were here last week, you will see the connection. The same thing is playing out here again in this story. God is near. God is what? God is near. We have to refocus on God's closeness. Same thing from, from, from the story of the disciples. We have to refocus on God's closeness. God is near. The angel came to Mary, verse 28, and said, Peace be to you. The Lord is with you and has greatly blessed you. Refocusing on God's nearness, God's closeness. So when God is near, we need not fear. When God is near, we need not fear. Fear should be far away from us. Verse 30, the Philips translation says, Don't be afraid, Mary. God loves you. Ah, again, that dovetails to the last week. Teaching, relaxing God's care. Not only refocusing on God's closeness, Relax in God's care. God loves you dearly. Wow. 
So whenever God asks you to do something risky, you have to be assured that God will be with you. Whenever God asks you to do something risky, be assured that God is there and is there with you. So what was Mary's response? Verse 19, Luke 2, 19, the Living Bible, it says, Mary quietly treasured. Can you circle? Try quietly treasured in your outline. Quietly treasured these things in her heart. And often, she plays it back. She plays it back. She thinks about it often. She plays it back. She plays it back. She plays it back. She, she was being constantly aware of God's presence. She plays it back. You see, to be constantly aware of God's presence is not, it's not automatic. It's not automatic. You say, oh, Pastor, oh, oh, when, I lift, when I'm in church, oh, I feel God's presence. It's fantastic. But when I just get out of there, those downfall drivers, I don't want to call them stupid, they have a way of making me lose God's presence. It's not automatic. Mary constantly reminded herself. The, the scripture says that she often thought about these things. She often thought about that experience. She often thought about the presence of God. She often brought it to, to fore in her mind. There's, there's something that I, I've done in different, different ways that I can share with you, that can help you. From tomorrow, you can start from today. In the day, that is. Set your alarm. Many of you have smartphones. You have mobile phones that can have alarms that can be repeated, right? So set your alarms for every 30 minutes. And every 30 minutes, when it beeps, refocus on God's presence. Lord, you are here. I love you. I thank you. And continue what you are doing. It beeps again. What do you do? Refocus on God's presence. I used to do this years ago. Changed my life. Totally. Refocus on God's presence. Continue what you're doing. 30 minutes. Beeps. Refocus. It could be one hour if you choose. If you say, oh, pastor, 30 minutes is awful now. If I focus too much, I'll just go like, you know, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be teleported to heaven. You could say one hour, it's fine. I chose 30 minutes. In fact, I wish I could do it every minute. But I just have work to do. Sometimes. So, it beeps. When it beeps, refocus on God's presence. Just, just say something to the Holy Spirit. Refocus on His presence. There's no way you can do this and have high blood pressure. It's not possible. Your heart will be calm. Your life will be focused. The presence of God will be tangible. It's easy. I mean, I've, I've, I've been with friends, my friends, and we are talking, and they want to do something, go in a certain direction. I, said that, I would just say to them that God is not in that direction. And they would say to me, how did you know? Did you, you didn't even pray. How did you know? <laughs> because when you cultivate God's presence, you, your communion with God is unbroken. Praise the name of the Lord. 
and fear cannot stay. It is so powerful. Proverbs 14.26 says, Reverence for the Lord gives confidence and security. When you do that, when you set your alarm, I, I pray you do it. You know, that's your first assignment for today. You have two assignments today. You know, you say, Pastor, you don't mark this assignment. Angels are marking it. They are following you and they are marking it. Set your alarm. Some of you say, okay, every three hours. I think that's too long. But recurrently refocus on God's presence. Reverence for the Lord does what? Gives confidence and security. Number two, to follow Mary's model, I must not only develop an awareness for God's presence, I must devote myself to God's plan. I must devote myself to God's plan. The truth is that God has a custom plan for you. God has a custom-made plan for you. Your plan is different from her plan. It's different from his plan. It's different from my plan. God has a plan that is custom-built for you. But you and I must choose and cooperate with God for this plan to come to pass. You must choose to cooperate with God. If you don't cooperate with God, the plans cannot happen. You should be tired of going around in circles. Cooperate with God and his plans will happen. In fact, you can miss God's plan for your life by not choosing it. You can miss God's plan by not choosing it. Some people think, oh, because God has spoken that it must be. Sorry, sometimes God has a clear plan and people choose differently. And because they choose differently, they sabotage God's plan. An example of a friend of mine readily comes to mind. She, God spoke to her about who she was going to get married to. God did not talk to her with the voice of the Holy Spirit. God spoke to her with an, a audible, an audible voice. She heard audibly. In fact, when she was telling me, she was shaking, literally, physically. God's audible voice is, is terrible. It's awesome. As in, it can render you motionless for hours and hours and hours. God spoke to her. God spoke to the guy. God spoke to their pastor. God confirmed with, with many people. <laughs> They started dating. The guy went to which country again? Somewhere in Europe to do a master's degree. And he came back with a white wife with two children. <laughs> Disaster. Prisoner. Huge disaster. Did God not speak to them? Was it not clear? But he chose differently. Oh no, he chose differently. I've lost touch with them, so I don't know what happened. Of course, you know what? How that kind of thing will play out. 
cooperate with God. Please let me say to your neighbor, cooperate with God. God's plan was revealed to uh, Mary. You will do this. The Holy Ghost will overpower, overshadow you. You will... In verse 31 to 33, check Mary's response. Check Mary's response. In verse 37, is in your outline. Right? 38 is in your outline. It says, Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. I am willing to do whatever he wants. May everything you have said be my portion. I mean, is this girl? She didn't didn't cry. She didn't beg. She didn't just laugh. She didn't, I mean, she didn't, she just embraced God. So we see immediately it shows an attitude of complete availability to God. It shows that she was completely available to God. Are you completely available to God? Completely Available. Secondly, she she said it's a privilege to serve God. Oh, you mean I will carry God's presence? Me? It's a privilege to serve God. You mean I will sweep the floor for God's people? Me? It's a privilege to serve God. You mean I will whatever capacity. It's an honor. Mary devoted herself to God's plan. And it took tremendous courage to do it. Tremendous courage to do it. So, I must tell you off, off, up front, off the bat, God's call is not trivial. God's call is not trivial. In fact, when you decide to go God's way, there's always a risk and there's always a cost. There's always a risk and there's always a what? A cost. Everybody say a risk. Cost. It comes with a package. I won't tell you that it's going to be rosy or true. That would not be true. There's always a risk. You have to risk something. If you are not risking something, it's check. It may not be God. God will always require you to risk something. It will cost you something. If it doesn't cost you anything, if your service to God does not cost you anything, it's not going to take you anywhere. There's a risk and there's a cost. Am I going to risk being a fool? Is it going to cost my ego? Am I too arrogant and too proud? The person that is my head of department is my junior in secondary school. Three years my junior. Am I now going to submit to him? Oh, is that, is that the pastor? That guy? Uh, I know that guy now. That, 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 he cannot be the pastor. No, 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 no. He's such a small boy. <laughs> I've heard that said over and over again, but it's okay. The point is this. 
It's going to cost you something. You are going to risk something. And it's going to cost you something. However, the reward of following God far outweighs the risk and the costs. The reward far supersedes the risk and the costs. And that is what Mary focused on. For you to banish the fear of being used by God, you must focus on the reward of being used by God. Forget about the fast you have to go through. Yes, you have to fast. Sometimes you have to go 40 days without food. Sometimes you have to just pay the price. But look at the reward. The reward is priceless. 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 People give their life to Jesus. How much is that? How much really is that? People get healed. How much is that? People get delivered. How much is that? People get released into their destinies. How much is that? Praise the name of the Lord. Say, I will devote myself to God's plan. Number three, she did not only develop an awareness of God's presence and devote herself to God's plans, she delighted herself in God's power. So I must delight myself in God's power. I must delight in God's power. I must enjoy and relax and delight in God's power. You see, I I believe that God used Mary because she was open to miracles. Mary was open to the supernatural. She was open to being used by God. She was not afraid. We We are in this season, you know, we are fasting as a church and we are the theme is from death to life. And some people are skeptical. Like, hey, from death to life. What's going to move from death to life? Okay, let us see. Praise the Lord. Some people, on the other hand, have embraced it like Mary. They are like, be it unto me according to your word. I'm going to move from death to life. Those are the people that will actually move from death to life. Praise the name of the Lord. Some people think, oh, pastor is very creative, Sha. He's always coming up with all these fancy, fancy topics. <laughs> nah, nah. I wish I was that creative, actually. Nah. As I hear, I speak. As I hear, I speak. We are moving from death to life. In Jesus' name. Verse 34 to 35 and 37 says, Mary said to the angel, now listen to this, I am a virgin. How can this be? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power, everybody say the power. The power of God will rest on you. For there's nothing God cannot 
do. The reason a lot of us are not seeing the supernatural happen in our lives is that we are playing it too safe. We are in our comfort zone. Anything that wants to take off out of our comfort zone, we rebel. We kick against it. Guess what? The miracles happen outside of your comfort zone. I think she write that down. Miracles only happen outside of your comfort zone. Miracle does not happen in your comfort zone. Every time we fast, by the grace of God, we fast. But with every fast, I always push myself out of my comfort zone. It's possible to fast and remain in your comfort zone. Do you know that? Oh, yes. And nothing will have shifted. I always push myself out of the comfort zone. Why? Because that is where miracles happen. Miracles happen when outside of the comfort zone. Some of us, we, we, we are too complacent. We, if you want to see the miraculous power of God, share your faith. Talk to somebody about Jesus. In fact, it's one of the easiest ways to walk in the supernatural. Listen, God told me this himself, and I proved it, and it's true. You want to walk in the supernatural, the easiest way to access the supernatural, preach Jesus. I'm telling you, it's a miracle. It just works. I, when I was in the north, you know, I, I was, my pastor then, you guys know him, Pastor Sam Sam. The guy, I saw raw faith in action, working with him. We go for evangelism. We go to a, um, you know, they, they, they ask like compounds, like, like um, arts, then, you know, and all that. The Muslim sections. And we are preaching and nobody's listening to us. Nobody wants to hear Jesus. And Pastor Sam Sam would say, is anybody here lame, crippled, blind, deaf? The first time he said it, I was afraid. <laughs> I was like, ah. These people don't have to stone. They've just stoned us to death. Let's talk about Jesus and go, JJ. He says, anybody crippled? Anybody blind? While he was talking, I was surveying the environment. <laughs> because the word of God says that God will make a way of escape. <laughs> Honestly, you can laugh. That was what I was doing. I, 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 I did, he did tell me before we went out. <laughs> that, that was what he was going to do. <laughs> so I, I saw, I seen how I was going to just vanish. <laughs> and they brought a child that has never worked. I can never forget it. And Pastor Sam Sam held the child. Ashikinsunayesu. It means in the name of Jesus. Ha! And the child walked. I can never, ever forget it. Never. I said, so this is how this thing is. I'm trying to be doing evangelism now. I started my own. Nobody could stop me. 
and the rest is history. I'm sure you, I mean, told you stories of stories of stories of the miraculous power of God. You cannot play it safe and walk in the supernatural. It doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't mix. The miraculous happen outside of your comfort zone. When they brought the child on the Sunday, they brought the, the whole family came to church. The boy walked, danced in church. Don't live an ordinary life. Don't be afraid of God using you. Listen. While praying and preparing for this teaching, God was showing me there are a lot of you in this place. You are powerful people. Powerful people. You are sitting down doing nothing. I'm praying that that will change today. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You don't stretch yourself. Even in your giving, you don't stretch yourself. You don't stretch yourself. You only give what is comfortable. Then how can you see the miraculous? I always stretch by giving. Always. Always. Ask my wife. Always. There was a season in, my, in our lives that my wife thought I was crazy. But now she's on, we're on the same page. Always stretching my giving. Always. As a church, we always stretch our giving. As a church. I tell you what we are doing as a church. Some of you will be shocked. We always stretch our giving. Always. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. You have to put yourself in a position that is either God comes through or I'm in trouble. I love being in those kind of positions. That's where you see miracles happen. Guess what? Look at God's favorite house. You know this story. God wanted us to start the church. I emptied my account. I'm paid for two services at Prote Hotel. Two services. It shows you how much I had. You can only pay for two services. I paid for two services at Prote Hotel, and I didn't know what was going to happen next. I was like, after two services, is it, is it that God catches us? Oh, we are done. We moved into Orchid Hotel. No, Orchid. Orchid was Protea, Sintilla. We used Lime Ridge. We used KFA. Then we moved into Orchid Hotel. The cost of running church in Orchid Hotel every week. I, I can't say it. If I say it, some of you will just pass out. <laughs> it was a miracle. Every week. We were there for two years. It's, it's no coincidence that no church has taken that place till now. Every week. Why? I always put myself in a place where it's either God be God or I'm in trouble. 
deep trouble. Taking this land. Ah. For, we're just, we're just, how many years are we? Are we five years? Four years. Yeah, four years. Some people heard the cost of this land. Some people got upset and stopped coming to church. I'm telling you. That these people are crazy. But no, we are not crazy. We have a very big God. We always by my side. A very big God. By my side. By my, by my right and my left. In my front and behind. Have a very big God. A very big God. <clears throat> Some of you are like, I know you are up to something again, Pastor. What are you up to? <laughs> yes, we are up to something. Should I tell you? No. Mary's response, I will tell you soon, not today. Mary's response, verse 46, 47, 49. Then Mary said, my heart is overflowing with praise to the Lord, the one who can do all things and has done great things for me. Now, look at our response. Our response to what we scare most of us was to praise God. That is what I call delighting in God's power. Mary was told this impossible thing was about to happen. And she said, in fact, she composed the song. The last section of the text was Mary's song. My soul doth magnify the Lord. That's where they took that first part from. They added other things. That is the song of Mary. She heard what most people will have sleepless nights about. And she began to rejoice. Wow. 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 So Mary is teaching us that worship is the antidote to worry. That's what Mary is teaching us. When you don't know what to do and the situation looks hopeless, Mary is telling us, look up. Lift up your eyes. For your salvation is here. In I'm going to read us a story. In 19, no, no, 19, in 1665 and 1666 AD, those two years were the worst years in the history of England. They nearly devastated the country. In 1665, are you listening? That was the year of the Black Plague. You can Google the Black Plague. Most of the people in England died. The plague swept over the country and hundreds of thousands of people died in the plague. The following year, 1666, was the year of the Great Fire of London. The fire wiped out the entire city of London except for a fifth. Just one-fifth of London was left. Everything was burned down. Two back-to-back years, a plague that killed off almost everyone, and the next year, 
they had a fire that destroyed almost all the buildings in London. A prominent English writer in his diary wrote, all around us is death and despair. I don't think we will ever be able to recover. But there was a man in London who thought they could recover. He was an optimist. He was the Bishop of London. His name was Bishop Ken. Rather than focusing on the inadequacies and all the things that had gone wrong, he decided to focus on God and to delight in his power. He decided to write a song which will cheer up the people of England and get their eyes off the things that kept them in sorrow and on the things they ought to, which is God most high. He wrote a song and the words of the song are like this. Went thus. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy we still sing that song till today. This song was written when the whole nation was burnt down. People were dead. And it was a gloomy situation. And he could write, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. You could say, which blessings? Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son. So there is no problem that you are facing that is too difficult for God. None. I want to challenge you. Instead of sorrowing and worrying about your problems, worship God, praise God, focus on God. And watch what will happen. So to learn from Mary, I must develop an awareness of God's presence. I must devote myself to God's plans. I must delight in God's power. And I must depend upon God's promises. Obviously, Mary knew the word. Verse 54, God kept his promise he made to our ancestors and came to the help of his servant Israel. A lot of the songs that she wrote were direct quotations from the Old Testament. She quoted it by heart. The fact is this. The more you know God's word, the less you worry. The less you know God's word, the more you worry. If you are filled with worry, it's an indication of your knowledge of God and of his word. So I'm going to give you another homework. And your homework is memorize one scripture a day. Okay, you can start with a week. There's a... Um, there's a website that can help you do that. A lot of websites, actually. There's, but there's, I just took one, which is dailybiblepromise.com. Um, 
put it up. Memorize one scripture per week. That site, if you subscribe to it, it has an RSS feed. Um, it will give you per day. Memorize, just memorize God's word. Just store it up. If you do per week, by the end of one year, you will have memorized 52 scriptures. If you do per day, by the end of one year, you will have memorized how many? Pardon me? 365. Imagine you are loaded with 300 that you can quote like that, like that. What do you think will happen? So we see Mary's response. Elizabeth said to Mary, you believed that God will do what he said. That is why he has given you this wonderful blessing. Everyone that believes that God will do what he says he will do will get wonderful blessings from God. So God is looking for people to use. You have to take these steps. I see a huge potential of spiritual greatness in this place. Believe me, there's so many spiritual giants sitting here today. And if you are just thinking, I'm sure that can't be me, that is you. Right there. You have to unleash yourself to God's kingdom. The question is, are you going to yield to God to use you, for God to use you? So we see Mary, she developed an awareness for God's presence. She devoted herself to God's plan. She delighted in God's power. And she depended on God's Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. Oh,